Hi, and welcome back to, yet again, another Skeptical Saturday with me, Maddie. This week has been honestly great for my mental health because it's been so nice out, which is very surprising because it is only March 4th as I am recording this, but I have enjoyed just being outside being able to sit in the grass in between my classes. I have been reading a lot. I have not been doing my homework. But I think sometimes, you know, I need to sacrifice things that are important for saving my mental health. And so I think that is totally warranted that I have just been enjoying myself this past week because of the weather. Today, I I want to just kind of have a more loose episode. I think I want to reflect on my individual consumption patterns and then kind of go into how advertisements have, like, literally changed our, I guess, our mind and how we, how we the consumer, decide to to shop and how it's it's like it's multiple stakeholders faults when it comes to just how we consume and how how little we actually do need but how much we think we need because of this you know this form of late stage capitalism and where we have pretty much commodified anything possible at this point I also, though, I think I need to work on um, making making my podcast, I guess, a little less pessimistic. Um, I don't, I don't want people to listen to this and the outcome is doomism. Like, oh, if we're fucked, like, why should we care? I think I kind of want to be able to show that if we care our lives will be better off and that's why we should care not like well the change is already irreversible so we shouldn't care at all i i I think it's going to be hard to change that perspective but i do really want to try um so here is me trying to i guess make climate change more optimistic before i get into today's episode i First, want to make a shout out. Um, me and the climate propagandists on Instagram are working together to create like a four-part Instagram post about this article that we both found called "Discourses of Climate Delay." We want, like, I guess, we want to like spread knowledge about climate de- delay, but also making it entertaining and I really like the way we're going. We have shared um, both of our posts for this upcoming Saturday and the um, whole series is called The Skeptics Toolkit, which I think is great because, you know, I'm Skeptical Saturdays. So look for both of our Instagrams and just be on the lookout for this four-part series that we're doing because it's very interesting and informative while also entertaining. The reason why I guess I 
decided to talk about just like western society's consumption patterns is because in my environmental anthropology class um on tuesday we kind of got into a very pessimistic discussion about just how much waste we produce and we are not even we're not even consciously aware of what i was like what we are doing and what i kind of brought to the table was like when we declutter our house we feel like we are making it so that our space is you know cleanlier it's um organized but in reality we are just throwing out things that we deem are not necessary to us anymore and that just creates a lot of a lot of waste but you know everyone has their like spring cleaning where you donate clothes you throw away a bunch of trash you well at least for me like in high school like i would go through my closet and i guess when i was in high school i would throw away or throw into my closet anything that i didn't care about anymore but then once a year i would clean out everything and i would find just so much shit in my closet it was insane the stuff i came across and i would just you know throw it all into a garbage bag because either a i never used it like it was something stupid like i don't know a pencil that i didn't think was cute i don't know why that was the first thing that came to my mind um or I did use it, I just didn't think it was trendy anymore. Um, so it's just interesting to to really think about how much how much we consume and how much of that we throw away, but we aren't we aren't fully aware of like what we throw away sometimes. Like think about it. I probably get Starbucks, I would say, once a week. That's like 52 plastic cups once a year. And I don't even want to know how many years I've been getting Starbucks. And sometimes I have hard weeks and I fucking get it four times a week. You know what I'm saying? So it, it can, you know, when thinking about it too much, it can bring you kind of into this like existential crisis but especially since like i've started this podcast i really have been thinking about it more and now that i'm like making like the conscious effort to think about how much like waste i go through i think the outcome of that is i have been producing less which is a really good thing Um, and I guess just being more self-aware is just a thing that all consumers should, in, like, the Western world should strive to become. Um, so yeah, I guess the, um, topic for today's episode started when I was just discussing with my fellow classmates in environmental anthropology Like, another thing that we brought up was, so, like, for instance, when you go to Target, you might just need, like, one thing. Like, 
sometimes I go to Target and I just need the Pilot G2.7 or 0.07, I don't know the difference, um, pen because I freaking love those pens. And then I might come out there, come out of Target with a whole new notebook, um, a set of both pens in blue and black, maybe a few candles, maybe a new deodorant. It's so easy in stores such as Target to just wander around and I don't I don't really think it's entirely or even fully the consumer's fault because that's their marketing technique, you know? Their technique is to get you to buy things. Um and it is fucking efficient. Like it definitely works on me and you know, in like 2014 on 2014 Twitter um, there would be, like, tweets where it's, like, went into Target to buy one thing, and I end up spending $200, and everyone would be, like, ha, 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 so relatable, and then no one really was, like, oh, maybe that's because, like, they just want you to consume as much as possible and have, like, little to no thought about, like, the effects of your consumption, and also the, the way that they're just, like, literally, sucking all of our money away from us you know like I would go to Target when I was bored in high school I still sometimes do I have no money and they take all my money and it's so fucking annoying and that kind of brings me into just like how oh sorry burbs how can I reward myself without buying new things I ended up, right before I started um, recording, I typed into Google Chrome. I was like, how do I reward myself without buying anything new? And, like, the the only things that were popping up was, like, how to reward yourself for being successful on your diet journey, but not, like, turning to junk food as a reward. And I was like, this isn't what I want. Like, because the reason why I typed it in, to begin with is because um a lot of times like when I'm like finishing like a stressful paper or I have to study for a midterm I will say like in the back of my head if I get this done then I can get that new top that I've been looking at and it will feel worth it because I got all of my work done and now I can reward myself with buying something and feeling good about that purchase and you know I the more I think about it the more I understand that that mindset is pretty toxic because like a I shouldn't reward myself for being productive because I don't I don't know productivity can be a scam sometimes it's good to be productive but you know being too productive is is in itself not productive did that make sense um (laughs) and then also I don't have money and also I have 50 other tops and I probably only wear half of them so is rewarding myself with this new top really doing anything no but also how do I how do I get myself to find the motivation 
to-do schoolwork or a difficult task when I already have little to no motivation. I think this is something that I'm going to have to, I guess, find within myself, you know? Do I, do I reward myself by, like, going on a nature walk? I don't know. Does anyone have any suggestions um, for how I can reward myself without buying things, but also still staying motivated? Because that is something that I have been really struggling with recently. Um, and I guess that brings me to, like... Are our consumption habits even conscious? I think it's primarily a subconscious act. Um, I found this article. Um, I will link it in the notes of this episode. But I found this article um, where it talks about the study where, where they created this thing called the eye tracker tool, which is basically a device that monitors the time and attention paid to a product, image, or advertisement. And I thought this was super interesting because it will basically, like, figure out your eyes, like, visual route. Like, how much time you spent looking at the product label, how much time you spent looking at the packaging, if it's online, like, how much attention to detail did you spend looking at, like, um, the website's like, general, like, theme, aesthetic, you know, and this eye tracker tool makes it possible to, um, evaluate the attractiveness of package designs, so it uses the attention paid to promotional videos, and most important of all, like, gets to know each individual's, like, user experience, I feel like this tool is definitely used when evaluating marketing com- campaigns, especially online. But I thought it was super interesting how this study used this tool to track like the consciousness of the consumer and see if like I don't I don't know much about neurology, but it was able to like track like neurons fired and like how how i guess how close they were paying attention to detail which i thought was super interesting and it found that like a lot of our consumption is done subconsciously and for instance like an example from this study was when giving the participants healthy food packages there was minimal time spent even reading the nutrition label they kind of just were like yeah I'd probably get it when they really weren't being observant of the packaging and what specific like benefits this healthy food item would give them they were just kind of like yeah it seems cool I'd buy it you know and that's it's really not our fault like I want to preface that again like it's not our fault that our brains are now wired this way to want more and more and more it's just crazy how much advertising has to do with now the chemical makeup of our brain like so again so many neurons are fired when we are scrolling through the web and like countless ads pop up it's just you can't go anywhere without an advertisement or a need to buy something and 
you know, it's it's also I try to um shop sustainably. I really do because, you know, I have learned so much through my major and I feel so so guilty when I'm when I don't. But again, <laughs> third time saying this, I am poor. I'm very poor right now. I am so grateful for my parents to help me out with college, but the only job I have is a work study job on my college campus, and that's not paying the bills. So I can't spend extra on these sustainable brands, and it's also just it's so weird how like these sustainable brands have very similar marketing techniques to conventional brands. You know what I mean? Like I understand it's important to like when we consume, we should consume responsibly, sustainably, ethically, but it's also interesting how we like we can ch- switch to a more sustainable consum- like way of consuming things, but like our consumption patterns themselves don't actually end up changing. Like we're still buying just as much as we were before. And I think that's a very interesting take. And I think I'm going to sit on that thought for a second and maybe bring it up later again. Who knows? But at the same time, these businesses that are running these advertisements are fucking with us, honestly, because they are telling us to consume less and also consume smarter. And it's like... Ultimately, still though, they are the ones that are (laughs) making us consume so much. And I guess it makes me like wonder, like, how often do or does the average consumer like think about like what happens with the products that we consume and like when they are no longer attractive to us? Um, we have, like, just all of us. I'm just going to say, generally, the majority of consumers have been trained to believe that every product we own is, you know, very easily disposed of. It goes back to what I just said previously about decluttering your home. Like, you can essentially... Anything in your house or apartment or wherever you live, you can look at anything and be like, God, if I really wanted to throw that away right now, like I could. And that's just so weird. And it's, it's like, it's like, how did we get to this point? I'm thinking of this like from like, um, I guess a very subjective lens right now. Like I said before, like I didn't do much research on today's um, topic. I kind of just wanted to like talk about my current thoughts and just an overall analysis of like where we're going with all of this. And I guess it just like brings it back to uh, it, businesses telling us to consume less and to consume smarter they really just need to rethink their marketing campaigns 
and I'm by no means a marketing major and never would be, but how would that even be possible, especially in today's society within this world of late stage capitalism? Like a brand's main goal is to produce as much as possible in as little of time, all while generating millions among millions of sales. So, like, going back to Target, why would they want us to consume less when their marketing technique is so successful and so effective and it will continue to be that way? So it's just kind of, you know, a clusterfuck of so many things going on. Like, we have the producer, we have the consumer... We have other stakeholders such as policymakers, and it's it's a lot to digest. Just the, like it, it now that I'm discussing this, it's kind of like well, we probably would need to, in order to change our way of consumption, we would just need to have a full on change in the way we live which is very daunting to think about and yeah I don't know like I guess the first step um so another article that I ended up looking at sorry if this is very like loosely put together today but another article I did end up looking at is it doesn't have to be this way forever even though what I'm saying might be very hard to take in because of just all of these like systematic loopholes. Um, it's not all bleak. Like consumers can make the shift in how we consume and how we perceive co- consumption in the Western world. And I will put this article again in the notes section. But as journalist um, Diana Abroskina states. When a consumer knows what to do with the products they consume, whether it's clothes, electronics, or furniture, they then feel more confident about doing the right thing. So it then, like, it all goes back to education. Like, how can we educate, um, you know, our local communities all the way to global, like, large-scale, like, global change? Um, We could just start simple and start by, like, you know, having a discussion with family members about our consumption patterns and our consumption habits. Like, start, like, around Christmas time, maybe. Or around your birthday. Like, tell your um, family, these are the products that I want and that I would actually get a lot of use out of. And I don't want anything else because I'm not going to use it and I don't want to throw it away. I think that would be a very important discussion to have with your family. Or maybe tell yourself, you know, fuck it. Like, I am never getting Starbucks ever again. I am so tired of throwing away plastic cups. It does nothing good. And it drains my bank account because every single iced latte with oat milk is about $6. So I should just start making coffee at home. I need to tell myself that. I have gotten actually a lot better about that, but... God, Starbucks is so addicting. (laughs) Um, 
And so you can start with these like small scale changes, um, which the whole sustainability community, especially on Instagram, is doing. I also want to say like I'm so glad that I made an Instagram account for this podcast because I have been able to follow so many inspiring people and it's awesome. I have learned so much about like what I can do you know affordably and it it like again one's like one's change in in like their individual consumption pattern in the grand scheme of things might not do much but if you're an influencer and you have like 300,000 followers and you are telling your followers to like for instance um there's like a huge thing now with like sustainable laundry detergent pods if you're telling your followers to like switch their like detergent and they all do it that's huge you know or if you're telling your followers to instead of going to like their regular local grocery store if they can afford it like going to um what are they called like the stores where you have to bring in your glass jars i can't think of the name like uh, god fuck i'm stupid but <laughs> like those stores where you can like bring in your jars and fill up on like your grains and your oats and all your spices instead of like buying those in plastic containers like reusing the jars and a lot of them start doing that like that's great that's like that's a positive shift in our mindset and I guess that's why I'm just really glad I was able to connect this podcast to my Instagram if you aren't already following it it's skeptical Saturdays skeptical Saturdays pod on Instagram I would really appreciate you to follow me. I really want to be more engaged with the sustainable community on Instagram. I think it's a great place. Um, So before I end today's episode, I just wanted to discuss some nonprofits that I thought were cool that are trying to make up for, you know, our like developed countries consumption habits. Okay, so one nonprofit organization I found is called um, New Dream, and their mission statement is New Dream empowers individuals, communities, and organizations to transform the ways they consume to improve well-being for people and the planet. Their question consumption campaign, um, or they have a question question consumption campaign on medium which invites bloggers of all backgrounds to share their thoughts on consumption patterns they also have a stories project which aims to tell stories about the impacts of consumption on diverse communities i'm excited um i'm excited to read their blog post and their um story projects because I think it is important to listen to what people from different backgrounds and ethnicities have to say about consumption and how it might negatively impact their lives. I think it can help us become more well-rounded individuals when trying to 
change the way we consume things, and it's truly important, and what they're doing is really cool. So if you would like to check them out, please go to newdream.org and find more about their website. That'd be great. Well, that's all I have for today. I really enjoyed talking about um, consumption habits and how we can change them. If you really liked this episode, please give me a five-star rating on Spotify. That'd be greatly appreciated. And I will see you guys next Saturday. Bye!